Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, I'm sweating my balls off because it's so hot in here. <laughs> Come on, think of the kids. For the kids. Actually, I'm thinking of everybody's eardrums so they don't hear the, the air conditioning with blast directly into the microphone. Just directly into it. So, anyway. Uh, all right, so we've got a good week. We've got um, Flash box office update, our favorite topic. Um, Heels season two, there's a trailer and a release date, both of which we will share with you. Um, and then a bunch of news about the new Superman casting, um, which I think they rushed. Well, I mean, I don't think they rushed the casting, and I like the casting in both cases here uh, for Soups and Lolo. Um, but uh, I feel like they rushed the announcement out to deal with the fallout of the slug. I mean, the flash. Um, and then um, we're going to talk about the se- series, sorry, series finale, because it's been picked up for season four of Superman and Lois. And we'll talk about a little bit about like what we're excited about moving into season four with a truncated cast. Sound good? Sounds good indeed. Yes, it is. Cool. All right, so before we get started real quick, uh, we are back on Spotify, so if you're listening to us on Spotify, uh, it was a stupid code thing on the website. I apologize. So for all of you who have downloaded it over the last two days, the last four episodes, we appreciate you so much. All right, let's do this. Um, All right, so moving on, the Flash. (laughs) Flash box office. Um. So we are looking at, as the time of recording, and this is on Friday, June 30th at 3.42 p.m., the, uh, the Flash is sitting at $93 million domestic, 223, or I'm sorry, 123 um, international and 216 worldwide. And this is um, after two, two weeks, right? Yeah, we're in the third week. Um, so you're saying it's not good? No, this is bad. This is really bad. <laughs> so, like on Wednesday, which is the last day, the 28th, which is the last day we have data for, um, it only made 1.5 million dollars, and it only averaged 363 dollars a screen. You couldn't even buy a PS5 for that. You can't. Well, I mean, it's it's not. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you could, you could not buy forty two hundred PS fives. Yes, you could buy thirty two hundred PSIs, <laughs> PS fives. So. Um, but yeah, no, this is bad. This is really, really bad for them. Um, obviously, the first Saturday was was not great, and then um, on Friday, last Friday. And only made four million dollars, and on Saturday it only made six million dollars, which is horrible. Or it's horrible. I mean, just the drop. It's the biggest drop in superhero history, I think. Um, definitely DC history. Uh, this movie is on par with what Green Lantern made, not adjusted for inflation. And we saw what happened to Ryan Reynolds uh, a few years after the Green Lantern thing. What I mean, you read you the know, script, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, so, so um, there was a time brutal. traveler. There was a time traveler that saw fit to save him from that from that choice. Save him from himself. Yes, <laughs> you never want to go full Ryan Reynolds. Just yeah, yeah. And and um, I, I must say, you know that for the most part, 
like when I say for the most part over the years, I'm not one to revel in other people's misfortune or bad luck. I am when it's Ezra Miller. But no, no, I will say this. These companies have made me and we'll probably talk. We'll talk about this next week. The Indiana Jones just. (laughs) So Indiana Jones only made six million dollars on Thursday night um, of the previews last night. And Deadline had a had a, a, a their headline was like it it, it zips to six hundred or six six million dollars on Thursday previews. It's like that's worse than the Flash. <laughs> yes, and that and again, this is a good. And people say, how is this a good thing for the consumer? What this is going to do? These things, the Flash just completely falling on its face. Indiana Jones about to do the same thing. People are tired of the bullshit that they're they're giving us. And I don't mean just woke, because everything that's bad is not woke, as we say. There are things that are just bad, and it, it doesn't matter if it's woke or not. It's bad. Mm-hmm. And it's bad because a lot these people don't care. They're more about a name for themselves than caring about what they're writing about. So, and, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I, I'm just, this is the thing. If, if they're not, and some of these people are lunatics and, and crazy, but if they have a half mind to make money, they're going to see, oh, you know what we should probably do? We should probably give the people what they want. Right. And that's why these movies, these things like this, just completely just, just firebomb, being firebombed is a good thing for the future of not these franchises in general, but for these types of movies. Because they're if they're gonna look and see, okay, these people aren't going to see these movies. Right. These people are ripping on these movies. And yes, it's not about good publicity. All publicity is, you know, good publicity. That's just not the case. And more so in their wallets. This is one of those things that can as it continues, changes in the next couple of years, you're gonna you're going to start seeing movies. If Hollywood wants to stay relevant, you're going to start seeing movies that us as consumers have been clamoring for for the last several years that we haven't gotten for the most part. Right. So now I will say this. From people that I that have seen this that I know and trust, the feedback has not been good. From the people that I'm connected to who are media shills and just want free shit from Warner Brothers – they're like, oh, this is so great. It's it's just it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And like the same thing from like the people who went to see Indiana Jones or who got free passes to see Indiana Jones, right? They're like, oh, it, it's mm-hmm. so much fun. And they're the they, this is a, you know, I mean, this is less than twenty people. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest, like these this particular group of people, like as far as a barometer goes, when they are saying that they really liked something. Um, it's usually really bad. Yes. So, uh, and it, I, will there, I mean, there are people I, I know personally who were, I always want to like, dude, like, I understand, you know, turning off your brain because sometimes that is just great. But every movie is, you can't give thumbs up and say, Hey, this was pretty decent of every movie that we've, we've talked about over the last four, four years, because it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Or movies or TV shows, let's put it that way. Yeah, everything ain't Yellowstone or Succession or Billions, as you said earlier today. You're going to start watching, rewatching. I'm watching uh, already. I'm on. Um, 
what episode am I on? I think I'm on like seven or episode seven or seven, um, yeah. episode six of season five. Yeah. Not that I yeah, started this... at the beginning. I just restarted season five. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to start at the beginning. No, because I, I remember everything. I just had not yeah. finished season five when it came off of Amazon. So. Oh, oh, okay. I got so, you. And this is the thing with the with this stuff. If you give me, so, I can be expecting something bad, and then get turned totally turned around. Mm-hmm. Like, or, although I wasn't expecting, uh, like even though you told me Guardians, you like Guardians mm-hmm. and and things and stuff, I wasn't expecting it. I I had, again, it's just that. Almost that behavior of being beaten over the head continuously by the the garbage that Marvel has put out. I was yeah. still expecting it to be mediocre at best. Oh, waiting for I the other of that... other shoe to drop. Yes, yes. I came out of that movie thoroughly enjoyed enjoying it. It's really almost like it. it was a sigh of relief. Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. Ho- yeah. You know, waiting for the other foot to drop, holding yep. your breath. That's that's how I was halfway through the movie. Like, okay, when are they going to screw this up? Like, I'll give you a because, good example of what you're talking about. Warrior Nun. I did not look at the preview of Warrior Nun and think, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. And I did not know. I knew Warrior Nun was a comic book, but I didn't know a lot about it. Yeah. And, you know, I thought the first season of Warrior Nun was fantastic. Yes. I thought the absolutely. second season was even better. I had issues with the second season. Um, I just like the lore. Like... Uh, I we, really we, like the it's, lore. It's it's well trotted what we thought about it. So anyway, but yeah. I, I feel like that's a good example of what we're talking. That's about. That's a really good example. Um, it was the, one of those when it came out. I thought, oh, that looks. And again, yeah. I knew nothing about the comic. Right. I didn't even know it was a comic until looking it up, or you told me, or yeah. one of the two. Like the unbearable but, weight of a massive talent. Like I was like, oh, God. perfect example. It's got perfect. Yes, which I love Nick Cage. So like, there's that, but it's like it's got Pedro Pascal, and he w- that was the height of the Gina Carano stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, he's a total douche. And like, honestly, the the only thing I've really liked him in was that Summerland show on USA, <laughs> which he got killed off in like the fourth episode or whatever, um, and Game of Thrones. But uh, like everything else I'd seen him in, I'm kind of like, ugh, this guy. Um, even as a vampire in, in season four um, of Buffy. But, um, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I love that movie. It's It, it was one of my favorite movies it's of last so, year. So, so, yeah, I really um, like that movie. But anyway, yeah. So uh, I think the other thing to think about here is the, the rumor that's going on that The Flash is about to be dropped from about 1,500 theaters. Uh, or not, yeah, theaters, not just screens, 1,500 theaters. So if you figure the flash is on, you know what, like two screens per theater, it's 3000 theaters. And as of yesterday, it was on, uh, 2,256, which is up from the first week. Oh my. Cause it was 2000 or I'm sorry. It was 4,256 last yeah. week. It was 4,234. Oh so my. not only did they put it on more theaters, it's making less money. It is behind no hard feelings. Yeah, I want to see that. Like after listening to um, Chris Gore's like uh, review of that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's behind like Elementals. It's behind Spider Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is in week four. That is bad. So, yeah, I mean, it only made like so last week in the Flash made fifteen point one million. Uh, the 23rd through the 25th, no hard feelings in its opening weekend made 15 million. 
And this is a rated R raunchy 90 style comedy yeah. with no hard feelings with yeah. um, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, going the full Monty apparently. Yeah. So. And this is a, this is another example of not just the screens and they, they kind of go hand in hand. The fact that 30 days after it released in theaters, it's going to be on sale digitally right. for a movie like this to for you for something like that to happen. There is no amount. There's no comparison to anything that we've seen of a movie of this potential magnitude, a two, generously speaking, two hundred million dollar budget. I think it's been uh, confirmed that it was two fifty. Okay, um, and but just they would have been better off taking the tax right down. Taking the yeah, like they yeah. wouldn't and have. Yeah, they're not going to lose three hundred million dollars that way. Yeah, and I remember we discussed that when that happened with Bat uh, or Batwoman or Batgirl or Bat whatever. Girl. Batgirl. Yes, Batgirl. When when they did that with Batgirl, and the thought was they could do it with this, but I think it was Zaslav and some of the people really liked it. And mm-hmm. but there was arguments because of the everything that Ezra Miller did. Yeah. Yeah, this would have been better off because they're going to take a huge hit. Right. A because this is just talking about the budget for the movie this isn't talking about the marketing and then the damage control mm-hmm. and all that stuff that has gone into this movie yeah yeah they're 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 going to take a massive hit massive absolutely all right let's move on we've talked about enough of the bad stuff let's talk about something awesome um that's that's going on here uh heels heels is finally coming back and i'm super excited because we're gonna be able to talk about it again which I think will be fun because we really liked this show. Um, so season two premieres on Friday, July 28th, just a day after justified city prime evil appear, uh, premieres on Thursday, July 27th on Hulu. I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's on FX. So, uh, I thought the trailer was really good to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. it, it had a nice little, like, kind of flash like this is kind of where everybody is kind of at the moment where's ace mm-hmm. um that was the sign uh getting to see everybody like crystal more with the um uh what is the rob court not rob corday um the other wrestling federation yeah. that wars with the dwl um you know it looks like there's going to be a lot of like crossover there a bunch with crystal which looks good another female wrestler has been brought in um but yeah it's like it's it's i'm excited for it to be back um yeah you know i'm definitely going to rewatch the eight episode first series again uh, before I, I almost have to because watching that trailer mm-hmm. i was there was so much that just kind of dissipated you know from my memory in the yeah. sense of what happened and and yeah wa- watching some of the oh i remember oh i remember what you know her arc crystal's arc which mm-hmm. again we both really liked her as a character yeah uh yeah yeah the, everything that happened with ace and jack and I, I i did i did say oh there's phil mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he's, he's in there great phil yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah i'm i'm looking forward to this it was just yeah. and again Bill. yes he's yeah, Wild Bill. Yeah, season one again was not perfect by any means, but no, but it was fun. It, it was always, but fun. you know, yeah, I. That's when actually watching this show was the reason I really started watching AEW mm. because again, 
I, I had AEW DVR when it first came out, and I didn't just just didn't watch anything. Yeah. But with you talking about it, and then when we watched this, I mm. actually started, or actually maybe in the lead up to watching this, yeah. I started watching AEW, and you know, again because again I had huge wrestling fan growing up, and I hadn't watched stuff consistently right. in almost a decade, probably. So, and just for that itself, this show is is going to be on my list. But there's still a lot of potential to be getting out, gotten out of this show. So I'm looking forward to yeah. season two. Absolutely. So, yeah, anyway, that's just a quick update. Um, there was also a Dune 2 trailer, but I don't want to talk about it because I'm not ready to talk about it yet. It looked, I will say this. And again, there, there's one thing you can't argue about the it, series yeah. or the movie. It looks really good this, from a cinematic perspective. This is what Denny Villanueva does, right? Yes. Or, I don't know how, if that's how you say it. But Villanui, like, whatever. He makes really beautiful movies that have zero substance to them. I will. They're long, they're pretty, and they're boring. And in this case, he doesn't know how to pronounce anybody's fucking name. Yeah. It's Cheney. So I, I will. It's Cheney. Yeah. So I will much. agree with the whole Blade Runner thing because I, I like Blade Runner 2049, but I could absolutely Ugh. see where somebody is. It's boring. Well, you didn't like the original. I know, so but like, you know, part, I was, so. I went in trying to be won over. I mean, it had blue teeth but, in it. I like Jared Leto. Yeah. But I, I actually will say like, so his last two, and I, and I, I like as if I didn't read Dune, I would have liked the first movie a lot more than I did. I thought the first movie was fine as a reader, even though he completely missed it. It's like Man of Steel, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. I love Man of Steel, but I even I can and I love Henry Cavill, but even I can admit that's not quite the Superman. Not quite. That's not the Superman that we know in the comics. No, it's just not. No. I mean, and you know, as you said, he had monsters for parents. So, but he would have been Brightburn if he was raised yes. by Diane Lane and. Um, Kevin Costner, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I so. think the other thing with the Dune one is just like, uh, one of the, the summaries of it is like Paul Moadib goes to war with the princess Aralon. It's like, that is not what happened. You can't say that you love this material and then show he in every turn that you don't it. understand he the material. Understand it. He's got Cheney That's out there I mean. in the battlefield with her people. Like, it's like, dude, Dude. And again, I've read Dune all of one time and I'll probably reread it again just because, but I'm not the guy that reads it every year for like since he was 13 or something. I like mean, that. it's my Bible. So, I tried to yeah. get Scientology to switch to it. So there's a lot of stuff that e- that I won't that I that'll yeah. go over my head that you're going to catch right away. Yeah, I mean, I caught it all on the trailer. Why is Paul being yeah. her reload bitch? So, looks good. You know, he's he's yeah. like J.J. Abrams to me now. Uh, so he actually had two movies that I loved: the Sicario and Arrival. Sicario, Still got to see Prisoners. I, I will say, Sicario was great. Which one haven't you seen? Uh, Prisoners. With, I actually um, started watching that. Was that the one with uh, yeah. Hall and yeah, and Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine? Yeah. Now that one's boring, long and boring too, and it's rainy the whole I, time. Yeah, I thought you said that was good though. You actually told me about that. That was good. I might have said it was good. Yeah. I might be angry. 
don't like what he's doing to my favorite IP. I really don't. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my desk mat of a giant sandworm. Yeah. Which is you badass, know? by the way. I know. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the new. Let's talk about optimistic. The new Man of Steel and the new Damsel in a Dress. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about some bright and optimistic stuff. David Cornsweet and Rachel Brosnahan have been announced as James Gunn's new Man of Steel in Lois Lane. So we have a new Soups and Lolo. <laughs> that we do. Anyway. That we do. Uh, I, I liked, I, I've enjoyed all the David Cornsweet memes of, um, Mom, can we have a Henry Cavill? No, we have a Henry Cavill at home. And then Spectre and David Cornsweet. Um, you order Henry Cavill on Wish and <laughs> you get David Cornsweet. There are some there are some really good ones. I, I, I will say, um, one, he actually has blue eyes. Yay. Two, uh, he does look very Superman-ish. Um, I feel like if they're going to make this in the next year, he's going to have to go on like a massive cycle. Yes, he, he, he will. He, like by the time the next Superman comes out, he's going to be juiced to the gills and they're going to have to CGI all of the acne off of his back. Well, again, it's pause. Henry. <laughs> I mean, Henry Cavill did. I mean, he yeah. had the, he had a good, strong frame. Yeah. Based on what he did with the mortals. And, right. you know, and again, Christian Bale went from the machinist to. Well, Batman. But if you look which, at him in Batman Beyond Batman Begins versus the Dark Knight. Like mm -hmm. there is a difference of him like being going from a hundred pounds to 220 or 210, I think is what he ended up at it for Batman begins to the 225. He was like Patrick Bateman style in the, um, the second one in the dark Knight. So, you know, he wasn't like full bore Batman yet, but he was close. Yeah, and also let's let's like from a health standpoint, that was yeah, that's really bad. For very, I mean, that's my very Tom, very bad. Tom part. Hanks has a ton of like Tom Hanks is gonna have a ton of health issues from the way he, he yo-yoed his weight all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I, I the thing I I, I really like Brosnahan. I've mm -hmm. you know, we've we've both talked about her and you know with I she was great the first in time the I saw first her in couple House of seasons Cards. of House of Cards. <laughs> I think that's pretty sure that's the first time I ever saw her. And again, even though I didn't finish it, like Mrs. Maisel, I, I think I'm on season. I don't know if I'm on season two or three, but I'm either on, way. Yeah, I'm on four, but I like I it, the season four came out when I moved last year and mm -hmm. like I just didn't get a chance to watch it um, or finish it. But I liked what I saw. So I definitely want to go back. But yeah, I mean, her first thing was Patriot's Day. Um. The Mark, uh, was that the Mark? Oh, Wahlberg that was her movie? first. Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg yeah. about the date, uh, Dayton, about the Boston bombing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's been like, she's done some voice stuff, um, you know. But like, her big break was House of Cards, and then Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, and just even when her name came up last week or the week before, I, I even said, I said, I can absolutely see her as Lois Lane, hundred yeah. percent. Oh yeah. So now Corn Sweat, I don't know anything about him. Right. I know know some of the shows that he was in, like one of the Hollywood that came out a couple years ago on Netflix that was showed the 
just how kind of like how Hollywood was or is, I should yeah. say. But I mean, he he has the look. I think he isn't he the one that's six four. Yeah, he's the big one. Yeah, yeah. And I loved, and I, and I sent you this right before we started. I just happened to run into it, where he says, "I want." Yeah, he wants yes. to be bright and optimistic. So yeah, which, I, I think that's really cool. Like you know, um, uh, yeah. that he wants that. So let's hope like they do that. But okay, so in the show notes, we've got the the actual announcement of the two of them, and then um, the Hollywood Reporter reporter put together a great who is David Corn Sweat meet DC's new Superman. So there's a link to that. And then in Variety, he had an interview um, on the 28th about. Um, Superman's his dream role. I want him to be bright and optimistic. And like he doesn't like throw any kind of like shade at Henry Cavill uh, or Zack Snyder. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like Superman should be upbeat and fun. And, you know, um, I think uh, I think he can do it. I mean, he's got the look like Christopher Reeve was a relative nobody. Nobody knew who Mark Hamill was. Hell, Harrison Ford was still a relative unknown when it came to Star Wars. So I, I don't think you need to have an A-list um, well, actor I mean, by any stretch of the imagination in these roles. And well, actually, I, mean, I think it works better it, if you don't. Sorry. Yeah, Henry Cavill wasn't an A-list actor when he got cast. I mean, he had Immortals. He had he was in Count of Monte Cristo. He mm-hmm. was in some other things, uh, uh, British show, or shows or movies. Yeah. He was not a well-known name. Right. Like, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think sometimes we... and. and I, I mean, I'm, I can be guilty of this, too. When, you know, you're fan casting, you think of somebody that, you know, uh, more often than not, it, 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 I think I think more often than not, it works better with someone who embodies the role in a physical sense. But, you know, from their act, you know, as long as they can act, that's fine. But yeah. they don't have to be a well-known. And again, yeah, just. So I, I think this is a, a good casting. Well, I also like, too, that Rachel Brosnahan is 32 and David Cornsweet is 29. Um, so that's the proper, like, age, like, group between Lois and Clark. Um, I also like that they are both American. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's from, I mean, it, I mean, we can't hold this against him being from Philadelphia, but, you know. He's an American. Uh, and then she's from Mille Walke, which is Algonquin for the good land. So, you know. <laughs> Mille Walke. I've not heard it said like that. Yeah. Did you not watch I Queens also, of the World? I mean, dude, you know how long it's been since I've seen That's how Al, uh, the, when, when Alice Cooper's like, it's pronounced Mille Walke. And it's Algonquin for the good land. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super, I'm super excited about these two actors um, moving forward. And, you know, when, when he's talking about, um, you know, the, the whole thing, um, he, uh, he talked about back in 2019, his approach to Superman uh, will surely be different from that of the brooding Henry Cavill. Cavill was Superman and Zack Snyder's blah, blah, blah. Um, James Gunn and Peter Safran are now in charge. And... Um, with the younger Superman, which is why he's taking over. Like, you know, but like he's, I don't know. I think, uh, I think, yeah, it's this, this is good. Um, he said it was, uh, he had a pie in the sky ambition, um, to play Superman, which I, I think was really cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they're doing the right thing here and they're going to try and get away from, 
um, the DCEU as much as possible. And this is a good first step. Yes. And so. again, we, that that's what, I mean, Gunn has even said, you know, in the, the casting, the casting is huge. And the fact that you got your two, these two for what is going to be the start of the, the foundations of what he's trying to do. Right. In this new, you know, gods and monsters phase one or whatever you want to call it. That is huge. It's well, absolutely huge. I think now, he needs to get away from the idea of phase one, phase two. Um, well, I mean, that's what he called. He, yeah, he, he was like, so what is it? It's the creature commandos, this. Yeah, no, they the need to, no, no, no. They need to make this the first thing that they do. They, yeah. they need to like, they I, need I to look at the flash and be like, okay, all of this stuff that we announced, we're, we're going to start with Superman from there. And we're going to, this yeah. is how we're going to go. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Because you have, it, it, it's creature commanders. It's a very high degree of difficulty to get normie fans to, to subscribe to Max and watch an animated show with a Frankenstein character that's like carrying a sword and super smart. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I do think he needs, they need to look at the flash. Like if they are not going to the director of the blue of blue beetle and be like, you need to take out that Batman as a fascist line right now. If that makes it into the, even a director's cut, Mm-hmm. Like you're done here, dude. You're done. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Like <laughs> they need, like seriously, that this is this is the level that they need to do to go through this. Um, they they you know, like I don't know if what Blue Beetle is attached to. Like honestly, they should probably just cancel that and Aquaman too, and be like, we're gonna put these on Max and and put them under the Snyderverse like umbrella. Um, but this is the fresh start with the wish version of Henry Cavill and (laughs) Rachel Brosnahan. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I really think they should, they, they have, and yes, this movie isn't coming out till at least 25. Yeah. uh, Well, and there's a writer's strike. Well, the writer's strike is going on. The director's guild agreed to a contract and then, um, I think today is the deadline for the the Screen Actors Guild. So who even knows? Yeah. So, yes, there is time. But the more you can distance yourself Mm -hmm. from what came before, the better it's going to be. You are correct. So, again, I don't know if there's any something in the writing or in the contracts where they have to send it to theaters. But if I, I would agree. I agree with you. If they can... Just throw it on Max, seriously. Just yeah. throw it on Max. Yeah, just what whatever, whatever is not a part of what's going forward, Max. Mm-hmm. Straight yeah. to jail. <laughs> no oh, soup for right. you. No soup for you. Come um, back one year. You bet one year. All right. Um, Superman and Lois, season three, episode thirteen, season finale. Um, the title was called what kills you only makes you stronger. And so Daryl out of five, um, I was totally right about it being doomsdays. Oh my God. <laughs> Good grief. What do you give it? Uh, I give it uh 3.71 super Saiyans. 
Anyway, uh, I went with a 4.01. I, I enjoyed this much more than you did. Um, oh, I mean, not much more. I mean, I mean, at least 25% more. more. Yeah. No, um, it's it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I, I just there's still issues that it had that I, it did. It, it absolutely did. So um, that I, I just couldn't get it to get to that four level. OK, me. so uh, so this episode opens up um, about a month after the last um, the last episode. And uh, Smallville has their impending meteor shower. You know, did they have to do the meteor shower? I I mean, I guess he came in a meteor shower, so that works. But like that was, I was kind of like, really, why? Why does it always have to be a meteor shower now? I love the uh, <laughs> the tiredness of how you when you said that. Yeah, it's just like like Smallville did it so well, right? But then Smallville, like the the idea of the meteor shower. But then Smallville went back to the meteor shower. Well, like. Six out of ten seasons. Yeah, they did. Um, that's that's why. But um, we find out like really early that Chrissy's pregnant, um, and like she's like just pregnant, and they're telling everybody. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. It's like um, Brent Fletcher and Todd Helbing. Um, I assume have families and probably remember like you, you really need to wait till like the second trimester to start telling people that you're pregnant. Um, yeah. so I thought that was interesting. Um, but I don't know this, this, this very easily, if it hadn't ended on, if this episode hadn't ended on an actual cliffhanger, um, this would have been a great series finale. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a good series because it for all the all the players, it kind of gave you direction of where they were going. Yes. So I yeah, if it wasn't for that, and yeah, you know, and again, the part of the ending of the cliffhanger was the whole General Lane thing. So you never got word of what happened to him, which I we both I think we both believe he's he's going to be go the way of the dodo. But overall, yeah. I am I, looking, I am, the more I think about, and especially with, the, there's two things that's happened the last few weeks with, uh, with this show that has alle somewhat alleviated my concerns for next season. Not totally, but, but a good portion of it. One mm -hmm. is Michael Cudlitz as Lex Luthor and having a strong antagonist for the whole season like a strong blue collar lex luther too like he drives a yeah. ford f-250 <laughs> yeah so and again i liked chad l coleman i've liked him in a lot of stuff that i've seen other stuff that i just did not like the way they used bruno no manheim no. as a villain no. and again if it was for five episodes which i honestly i initially thought that's what it was going to be yeah i would have been fine with it yeah but I it stretched out way too long yeah, the whole the whole Pia thing, and then the Romeo and Juliet of Matteo and yeah. Natalie, and now Matteo and Natalie are both going to the DOD Academy, which is apparently a new thing. And you know, it's like, oh, the DOD has a high school. That yeah. sounds like a recipe That's for a disaster. 
Oh, God, don't give them ideas. Um, So the other thing is how they end it, like we were just talking about, how they... And this actually plays into the other thing. And we know a lot of the supporting cast is going to be gone. I mean, everybody except for the the Kents. Yes. And focusing that on with the Lex Luthor, uh, cutting it down to 10 episodes and Mm -hmm. just focusing on the Kent family, that is going to take out, I I believe, take out any superfluous storytelling that I think bogged down this season. Yeah. So just putting all those together... I'm not as uh, I'm a little bit more. I'm not a little bit. I'm definitely more bullish on what we're going to get next season, even more so if they put it on max. But that's another, you know, that's another. I get it. Yeah. So, okay. So here's, here's what I really liked, right? I liked Doom Zaro. Um, I I liked, I liked the way Lex kind of tamed the beast. And he's like, will you let me kill you again and again? so that nothing on this planet will ever hurt you. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Like, although I I will say the Otis only getting his ear bitten off after all the sounds we heard and as strong as that thing is. Although, yes, he's probably a little bit weaker since he hasn't been out yeah, in his he hasn't, sunshine. So he, that, well, that he doesn't is have true. any red sun. I mean, like, they were shooting him yeah, with, the, yeah. with the, the yellow sun gun. The yellow sun, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he's definitely like powerful, but not like so powerful at, at that but, point. But I mean, right? the fact the way he still moves, though, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just it. that in itself would have. But anyway, your if point: he, if he kills saying, Otis, we don't get the he ripped my ear off. That was cool. Yeah, and he's like, keep pressure but, on it. Like you just yeah. that that was a that was a Lex Luthor build character building moment yeah. for for that. And like whereas if Otis had I, been I, dead, that'd have been bad. I will say that. I, I did like seeing Lex just working out some of that anger of 17 years being in prison for you know, wrongfully in prison. Cause that's looking at his face. That's what a lot of what that was right. is this Lois Lane put me here. And again, just the narcissism of him and everything. Like I was innocent of this crime except there were 10,000 more crimes he did probably demonstrably worse right. than that. Right. But right. anyway, that, that type of person doesn't look at it like that, which again, I, I like that because mm-hmm. that's, I just love what they're doing with Lex. I, I, I real what the short, the small, small stuff we've gotten in two episodes is enough for me to say, he's going to be the best antagonist that we've had in the show. He's probably gonna be the best antagonist on any of the CW shows. Uh, the even only better, one that I even better than Deathstroke. I was gonna say that's the only one I could see the compete with him. I, I here's why because, like, Luke, Luke, Lex Luthor is a super iconic villain, and when he is cold and calculating, that is the best version of Lex Luthor. But yes. you have this underlying, like I said before, like blue collar, like workman type attitude from him that's like yes please but i mean i will say this though he is my friend <laughs> that that little speech right there yeah i still i, I kind of want to watch that now just those two seasons with him in it those first two seasons i mean do you need to watch those two seasons or 
I I mean, yes, I really I, uh, I'll just watch the flashbacks. Right. And just, then just watch the two. previously on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I may or may not have done that with, like, say, Star Trek Discovery uh, or not Discovery um, Voyager. But uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so the kids are going to leave and go on vacation now that Lo- Lois is all healed. Um, you know, honestly, up until the point where Superman had to fight uh, Doomzaro, um, we didn't need the Kents in this episode. That was the beauty of this episode. Yeah. Other than um, Jordan and Sarah deciding that they're cool, but they're not friends, which I thought was a really good way to handle that. Yeah. And also, once again, get get her out and... and it, it was almost in, in a way some of the storylines in this episode were written like they knew they were going to have to get rid of some people. Right. Already. Right. Which I mean, yeah. is, is really good because it didn't seem it, – it almost seemed rushed in the sense of because of what we just read over the last couple of weeks. But at, actually it wasn't rushed. Right. It, it, or not rushed, but like, hey, let's let's film this real quick since you know, yeah. we're going to lose all these people. But – the way but, they did it, it was well done. Yeah, I, I'll give them. It was very, it was well done for yeah, the most part. Like Kyle and Chrissy are going to have their family, so they're going to be busy with the baby. Lana is obviously going to move to um, Metropolis with John Henry because you don't go black, you don't go back. Um, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. And uh, and then Sam, Sam's got to die. Like yeah, Luther pretty- absolutely has like to kill him. Yeah, I, I think for absolutely he's going to die because that's going to really drive Lois. And there's could be some interesting things they could do with Lois's character. And what is she willing to go? What, what line is she willing to cross? Yes. Yeah. Knowing that this guy just killed her dad. Yeah. Um, I think the other fun thing here is he thinks that Lois is unprotected now. Yeah. Cause he doesn't know about Jordan. Right. And so I, I do, I like, like I told you, I want to see one of two things happen. I want to see Lex find out about Jordan like that. Jordan has superpowers, um, putting two and two together about Superman. Right. Um, and then Jordan either steps up and becomes the hero he's supposed to be, or Jordan breaks bad, which is something I've been waiting for since season one. <laughs> no, you've, you've you've absolutely said that. I so, I, I do recall that. I yeah. I, I think I, I think it'll be super interesting. That, yeah. yeah, I like so he could be the Superboy of tomorrow from the Death of Superman story, um, mm-hmm. in the in the comic books. Uh, without having to do the death of Superman. Like you can have, um, you know, Doomzaro and Clark fighting on the moon for three episodes, like fighting all through space. Um, oh, you mean like, like I just mentioned Super Saiyan, Dragon Ball Z. Have, they've had 12 episode fights before. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know because anime is, is not fun or good. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, well, nothing like a true. Spoken like a true normie. I mean, you know, we all got to be normies about something. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not as much of a normie on things as other people are. 
great. Anyway. I mean, one of your favorite shows is an anime. It is not anime. It is a cartoon. It It's anime. It Dude. is not. It doesn't do Dude, this stupid, it, like, freeze frame, has, like, sliding Dude, through the air. I'm telling you right now. It is not anime. 100% Avatar The Last Airbender has all of the main story beats of an anime. 100%. That's inarguable. Is Avatar The Last Airbender an anime? Solved. 2013. Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> is not an anime. Short answer to the question, well, no. Avatar The Last Airbender is not an anime. It absolutely is. It has been recognized as a popular anime by some, but it's actually an American animated television series. It's staged yes, as an... It's, I will say it's not anime because it's usually most anime is based on manga material. Almost mm-hmm. all anime mm-hmm. is based on manga material. Mm-hmm. However, if you're talking about story setup and every structure, humor, Avatar is absolutely an uh, anime, hundred percent. Okay, the studio. That I have spoken. Why Avatar: The Last Airbender <laughs> isn't anime? The show and its character designs were created by Bright and Studio Mir, both American companies. They produced all three seasons, the four elements of Avatar of the Avatar world, its original soundtrack, and some potential material like posters. It wasn't made and released in Japan. First and foremost, the main character, Aang, is not produced by an anime studio. No Japanese company claimed the rights for this anime, including more serious topics like Republic City and the characters like Air Nomads. <laughs> so the sequel series cannot be considered an anime in the strictest sense. Simply put, this cartoon original series, even its Japanese-like beach episode, was created by a U.S. company and aired on Nickelodeon. That right there should tell you everything you need to know. The initial inspiration of the characters up until the third season was premiered in the U.S for many fans and has never been released in japan <laughs> done done man you were really grasping definitive right this now. is this is from uh toink toy t-o-y-n-k.com so I, I will i will send you this i will email you this right now <laughs> i am i am i am vindicated i am i am it's right there. I it's am, anime. Uh, it, it's that's no, all I'm gonna you're, say. You're wrong. I'm absolutely right. Like in the sense of story and what we see on screen, it's absolutely just like anime. This just proved that absolutely. Atlab is not anime. What is that? Atlab, Avatar, oh, The Last oh. Airbender. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was like, what? Anywho, so look, hold on. So back to Superman and Lois. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we, we went on a three minute. Did you even finish Cora? No. You're not allowed to talk about any of this. Dude, I watched Avatar. That's I'm all gatekeeping I you right now. I'm. This is Avatar Gate. You're being like one of these comic pros, man. Stop it. Yes. I'm, I'm going to start making videos <laughs> where I record my tablet with my camera using a little pen to point to what I'm looking, what I'm talking about. Don't be a sisler. Don't be a what? Adam Sisler. Oh, no, I was talking about Ethan Van Skyver. That's how he does his videos. Oh. I love him. Anyway, uh, where were we? Okay, so, uh, I, I, like, there was, there was obviously, like, some stuff in this episode that they just had to do to get rid of these characters. Right, um, yeah. But when Clark started fighting the bizarro creature and, like, 
he froze it and then figured out like where he was able to throw it and land it on like that pike on top of the um, skyscraper. That was freaking cool. And it was super Dude, graphic. That was awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I was surprised at that too. Like that was really, and again, this was my prop biggest problem for this season was Clark was getting his ass handed to him by a bunch of mid tier and below metas, which, and it, it, it really annoyed me because he, he never really had the upper hand until the end of the fight. And it's just like, that's not Superman. Well, I think with onomatopoeia, the thing was, is, with the, the the vocal stuff and, and the, the sound, is that throws his equilibrium off? I, I could see. I, you so, know what? Like I, that, that right there. Now, I will say, like, the other, like, people that they turned into metas, like, most of them caught him off guard at first. And so he was but, always then, fighting from his heels. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, I'm not, I'm so not the, excusing the fact that yeah. they kind of soyed him up a little bit. So the phasing guy, for instance, yeah. the guy's trying to download something. Clark is 10 times faster than him, and he tries to engage in a fight when all he has to do was take out whatever the guy was, uh, yeah. that you know, the chip that got, stuff like that. And yeah. then you have, like you just said in this episode, he freezes Doomsday or Doomsaro, and then he, you know, he impales him. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's Clark. That That's Superman right yeah. there. Something – so – they just did. I just overall, they did a poor job this season of you know, showcasing what he can really do. Right. Although to this this fight right here did the opposite. Right. It was it showed. Yeah, Clark and I and I. What the other thing I loved was when Doom Doomzaro is taking him to space, mm-hmm. and then you see all the memories of what Clark has to fight for. Right. And that wake that wakes him up. I. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I thought that was very, very well done. Yeah. It's funny. Cause in the, uh, on the, the summary on, on Wikipedia, um, it says here, Luther unleashes the monster on Superman who publicly defeats him and carries him into space. Remembering his family, family, Clark continues fighting on the moon. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. That it was, was a great, like in, um, you know, there, there, there have been some really iconic, like, still shots that have come out of this show. And the one where the sun is in between him and Doomzaro, and they're, like, flying at each other, I thought was great. It, um, that was straight out of a... That was, I could have absolutely seen that in a, in a that's panel. That's a splash page right there. Well, splash page. Absolutely it is. And then the 100%. other thing I really liked, and it was subtle, right? And it's something that, that Clark purposely doesn't do a lot but when he came into contact when he was still bizarro for the most part he um you notice his feet didn't touch the ground he actually like was 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 flying like levitating there um in front of him to meet his eyes um and then he he went a little like he took the high ground like he went a little higher um and was looking down on him which i thought was really interesting Cause like he goes yeah. like Superman, like this, especially this version of Clark goes out of his way to look down on anybody. Yes. So I don't know. I, I just, I, I really like this episode. I'm glad, I'm glad this ended the way it did. It ended with a bang. Um, we've got two villains for next season. Uh, 
I'm, I'm really hoping like he just throws doomsday into space and like doomsday makes his way back before the end of the season to like have one more fight. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I am, I think Michael Cudlitz, I know it's only been two episodes has the potential to be one of, if not the best Lex Luthor. Yes. And I, Michael Cudlitz is a really good actor. Oh yeah. I, I thought he's a very good actor. So he's done some cool always stuff. Plays, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's always the character. He's always the one thing a staple of his characters. They always have a little bit of anger in them. Well, he's usually a bully. Like he was Bob DiStepolo, yeah. DiStepolo and gross point blank. He was Cole in mighty ducks three. Um, like he was one of the bullies in that movie sex drive with, um, James Marsden. I don't know if you've seen that one or not. Um, I know the movie you're talking about, but like he was, he was, um, what's his name in, um, Abraham and walking yeah. dead. He was, yeah. In and his version, of Abra- a- his version of Abraham was kind of a bully. Yeah. And, and so. the cop in Southland, same mm-hmm. thing. Southland is such a good show and I have not watched all of it. And I definitely want to go back and, and like, I never finished see it either. More of I, it. I don't think I watched the last season. I just kind of caught it here and there when it was on. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he's been in a ton of TV, like, a ton of TV. He was on Lost. Um, he played Red Rush's voice in um, in Invincible. Um, he was in Ballers for a couple episodes. Um, ooh, he was in the 2009, or 2009 Knight Rider reboot. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, he was in The Dead Zone for an episode. But, yeah. Oh, he was on Nip Tuck. Who wasn't on Nip Tuck? Oh, that's right. He was on um season. What season was that? Season two thousand two. Um, I think it was season two of twenty four. Yeah, season two. He was in season two of twenty four. Twenty four was such a good show at first, but yeah, like I, I think like he's you know he's a good actor and, and I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. he was in Buffy. He was, um, Bob in the Zeppo where the, um, the episode where there was the Xander standalone episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Um, but yeah, it's, I, there, there's just, there's a lot of cool shit about this show and I'm excited. I like, I think we will look back and hopefully like the first seven episodes are, are going to be just kind of a, uh, maybe the, the first nine episodes are all going to be looked at as kind of a speed bump. Yeah. So that that is very fair. Kind of a wasted season, which kind of sucks because it's got such a cool poster. You know. Yeah. Like the 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 cover art on what would be the DVD, I think is really cool. But, um, but yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, that'll be it. Uh, we will be talking about the Indiana Jones box office next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to compare it to the flash. <laughs> uh, I, I can't do my actual like laugh. It'll blow everybody's ears out. <laughs> I almost, yeah, I almost, I almost want to say sorry for being like this, but I don't care. I'm done with, I am I'm going done to with say the things that we've gotten. Sorry, not sorry. Yes. As the kids say. Nowadays. Or 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 Conor McGregor. I I'd like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, sir, indeedy. All right. Well, on that note, thank you all for listening. 
Thank you for downloading all those episodes on Spotify. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We're sorry that it took so long to get that figured out. Um, but Hey man, we're like, what? we're a couple weeks away from our eighth anniversary. We're eight episodes away from our 400th episode. Wait, no, this is 392. So we're seven episodes away from our, our 400th episode, like lots of milestones. Man, time does fly, right? Right. Well, cool. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Later. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. The show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons who are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.